Hello, and welcome to Repro Screenings, episode 77. I'm your host, and with me is my real host, Jackson. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's your birthday. Hello, yeah, I guess it is. We're Here's recording Jackson. on my birthday. It's your birthday. And Destiny. Go, Jackson. It's your birthday. <laughs> Shake my head. Shake my head at both of you. Um... <laughs> Uh, we're here to talk about movies. I know I didn't watch a single goddamn movie. Destiny? No, nothing no, for you, right? No, I watched... Jackson, I watched, anything? I watched half of a movie and didn't finish okay. it. Okay, yeah, it doesn't count. I'm not, you're not even allowed to talk about it. Nope. I I did actually watch two movies. Oh my god, oh you're, my you're god. a lifesaver here. Happy birthday, <laughs> <Yeah>. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... I didn't... I thought, oh, I've watched nothing, and I went to check my thing, and I was like, oh, I've watched two movies. I forgot I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I watched uh, Le, uh, Le Atlante, uh the French movie from 1934. Went back to my old movies playlist. Wait, what movie uh, is this? Uh, Le, Le Atlante. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. I'm going to copy and paste it into the thing. Uh, Lata, Lata-lante? Lata-lante. La Atlante? La uh, yes. About uh, a couple on a boat. Um, it actually might just be Latalant, right? Because no accents on Oh, the right, e, yes. right. No e on the in, in French. Well, that was me. I was working the British person trying to say a basic French word there. Oh, I saw Latalante. <laughs> Stupid. Um, um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, this is supposedly one of the greatest movies of all time. I thought it was a bit mid. Simply immune to anything from France, apparently. You are a criminal. <laughs> Go go uh, hang out on one eight stairwells where they, they all have this opinion and be obnoxious about it. <laughs> Firing you from this podcast, you gotta get picked up by someone else. You haven't seen it. You don't I fucking know. I, I don't fucking know. You're correct. Uh, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was okay. I was like, yeah, yeah it was not. They, they they she gets married to to this this boat captain and then has to experience the frustrations of being married to a boat captain and then she goes to Paris and he thinks uh, she's left him forever but she hasn't really and all oh, the tensions of of uh young love it sounds like um, a movie i'd like you'd probably like it it's, it's probably it's probably fine i was like eh, it's okay um <laughs> and uh was not you particularly engaged fucking baby <laughs> and then like all of the wikipedia articles are like this this incredible visual uh feast that like is lightly surreal it's not it's not surrealist but it like is um just doing stuff visually the French New Wave pick up on. Yeah. Uh, it's a very influential movie. Uh, Is that part like, obvious? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's it's obvious that it's influential to French New Wave. Not that it's obvious that you look at it you're like, wow, this is one of the most visually exciting movies of the 30s. No, no, no. no I meant I'm an influential. I was just curious yeah. how real that was. Yeah, because it's about <laughs> these, these two French people sadly talking to each other about fucking nothing. Uh, so... Confirm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ed's gonna literally lock me in a room and force me to watch French movies till I am converted. I, here's the thing: I don't actually feel like I'm that big on like French cinema, but compared to everyone else, I've been put in this position where I have to make a stand against everyone else. I'm not anti-French cinema. What are we? Yeah, no, no I, I, no, you know, I don't. Not. I'm not counting you here. I'm counting the rest of my movie friends. Okay. We're all very yes. online and just constantly tweeting about some bullshit from Hong Kong or whatever that I'm giving a shit about. <laughs> I like That's the what French we do. New Wave. 
And I like movies from Hong Kong. I think you can like both. <laughs> I don't want to watch a movie from Hong Kong unless it's about like a Shaolin monk fighting a bunch of guys. <laughs> I'm kind of I've got great thing. news for you. I've got fantastic news <laughs> yes, for you. Yes, I know. but <laughs> It better be about a hitman. It better be about. No, I don't want any of those. No, <laughs> uh, none of those. I, I'm the opposite. Or not the opposite. Go on ornate stairwells. Get the Fred fuck out of my talking life. talking about their sad relationship. Oh, what the fuck is even happening? Me when there's a hitman and he's kind of sad about it. Oh, I love the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Hate except, it, it. except the time I watched the French movie that was that, I didn't even like it. So I'm just, I'm just cursed. Oh, you didn't like it. I, I forgot. La we need to watch, was, was we need also to watch okay. Ghost Dog. That's what we need to do. Oh, I'm not going to do that next time. I need to we watch, that, need to watch too. that. Anyway, I'm actually not that, I'm like not that down this. Anyway, I thought it was fine. I like the, um, famously there's a, there's a, uh, like, uh, Guy on the boat. boat. Like a... <laughs> I was like, you're going to say boat, and I'm going to make fun of you forever. <laughs> it's a, I don't know what the term is, but just like one of the people on the boat who's like the second off. It, there's only three guys, right? But he's the second okay. one. Okay. Uh, and he's, he's the. Um, Not the third man. Op. The second man. <laughs> <laughs> I think about Destiny saying, Not Orson Welles, or who's the other. Who's the second man? Joseph Cotton. Joseph Cotton, yeah. Or Joseph Cotton, but the other one, the third man. I think about you saying that. Every single day. Me too. Me it's too. genuinely one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> Completely <laughs> unintentional. Completely it wouldn't be funny if it was intentional. It's not like a good joke to write. It's yeah. only funny because you did it. Um, but uh, he's like the uh, husband's old friend. And he's just like a weird old sailor guy. And then you look it up and he was like 35 recording this movie. And you're like, damn. They did it differently in the 30s. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, the scenes with him are really good and fun. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was alright. Uh, and then I also rewatched Rogue One. I forgot I did this. Don't worry about it, man. That movie, I I loved that movie when I saw. it I was like, damn, Star Wars could be so many things. After watching Andor, Rogue One's fucking Muppets, the Muppets Babies movie. <laughs> no, if it was a Muppet Baby Star Wars, it'd be much better, probably. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's true. They, they should. Uh, I know they'll never do any like thing like that with puppets and Star Wars after all the fucking Ewoks. Well, stuff, no. But they should... So Muppet Babies in particular is a cartoon from the late '80s, early '90s, oh, or whatever that incorporated yes. a bunch of Star Wars footage. So it's perfect. They sh- let's fucking go. Let's do actual <laughs> Muppet Baby stuff. Sorry, I was rude to the Muppet Babies. <laughs> uh, I was trying to describe Rogue One. Um, I, it's still fine, but man, fool. Ah, uh, that's that movie's so stupid. I remember being like, man, it's so, it's so good. Yeah. It's like about things in a real way, and I guess it is. I could have told you this would have happened watching Andor. I'm like, oh, I can never go back to Star Wars again. It's over. They've spoiled it's the whole over. thing for it's me. It's fucking over. <laughs> it's, it, I, I touched the. The, the Star Wars thing that's, like, the most serious and the most engaged, like, you know, compared to the other stuff going on around the sea, like, you know, Force Awakens or what have oh, you. Oh, it's not it's Rogue- not Mickey Mouse bullshit for people with no taste. Right, yeah. But then I, I but even that, I watch it, I'm like, this is dissipated with contact, in contact with air. And there was, like, a real show with actual things you cannot actually contain it in your head, because the second you do, you come into contact with Star Wars, and it's fucking not. sucks. I will just enjoy this one show. <sighs> it's, I don't know, I'm being mean because I don't even. The movie's not even bad. It's a good movie. I think the last forty minutes the whole sequence is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but damn, not the same. Well, think every time you watch Andor, think, oh, this British lady's going to show up and lead him to his doom for no good reason. <laughs> Uh, I don't have to think that because every episode someone posts that like w- with a sad quote because they're a gin Andor shiver. No, not me. I the it's the Twitter subculture I understand the least, the Jin Andor shippers. Who even remembers who Jin Urso is? I don't know. If you have Jin Urso, you should throw it out. It's gonna spoil your drink. 
exactly <laughs> jesus <laughs> anyway that i did i did end up watching those didn't do <laughs> there we are uh okay um we have a new thing we're going to do um oh we did it first no i'm just saying it because in case people are like listening to this and like somehow tune out the back end um this first time just because we're setting it up um we just kind of want a little more freeform bullshit on this podcast something a little closer to blockbusters if you go to abnormal mapping or patreon it costs us normal mapping give us five dollars you get blockbusters every month it's pretty good people like it we recently did knives out it was great um but we do a lot of bullshitting on that podcast and i was like we need an opportunity to do that so i was like we're gonna do question of the week and by that i mean every two weeks but everyone knows what i mean when i say that um and whoever picks the movie is gonna think of their question um and this time we're not going to discuss it right now we're gonna wait but i just want to let everyone know this time destiny picked what is your favorite musician turned actor turned in a movie um and we'll talk about that when we get to the emails um and i'll give you my one for next week next month though after this i think we'll just put them in the question segment um for next month i'm going to ask you what is your favorite uh actor turn where they play two roles in the same movie two or more roles Oh, I have one. Ooh, mine is uh, it's gonna. That. Mm-hmm. Yep. You gotta sit on it. Don't talk about. It. You're gonna spoil the podcast. I know. Destiny you're loves gonna, to not fucking the, the uh, Mr. Show pre-taped calling show show sketch that we're about to do right now. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. I don't know what this is. <laughs> we're talking about the two actors that have played a role in the movie, but you call in and tell us what uh, the best <laughs> musician in a movie is. I don't. I don't know what. I don't get the. What's happening here? It's just confusing. It's just funny. a Mr. Show bit. Don't worry. Yeah. Only works I'm only doing this because it's the first time we're doing it. You know. After no, this, you're, I know. You're fine. It's just, it was just funny. Destiny pushed me to a different thing. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> what we're funny, doing. Jackson's confused me. Rep. I'm sleepy. I'm confused, <laughs> and we're gonna do the podcast now. So our movie this week is Listomania, the Ken Russell film, written directed, uh, 1975 um <laughs> destiny picked this movie this is the most destiny pick in the world i appreciate that jackson don't what happens ask me to, don't you don't you dare ask me to summarize this movie <laughs> it's actually really easy i think i think it is <sighs> so franz list <laughs> is, is a composer from the 1800s that's correct that's uh, historical and this movie is the story of uh, a fragment of his life uh, through the perspective of uh, the fact that he was a populist composer, uh, popular with more than just the upper class, compositional class, whatever, uh, and was in kind of, in many ways, one of the first rock stars. So they get Roger Daltrey to play him, and we have this big anachronistic movie uh, about his life. Um, and it's about his journey from shitty horny rock star guy who sucks to shitty horny rock star guy who sucks who's become a priest uh and his i uh, become an abbot sorry because he doesn't have to take a vow of celibacy um and his it starts out just being about his like rivalry with richard wagner um like musically like an amadeus thing and like oh this is gonna be like a weird stylized amadeus and then becomes about the conflict between uh list uh and his genuine devotion to the church it's not he's not actually just putting it on while uh richard wagner is becoming the thing that richard wagner will be famous for and embracing uh 
like laying the foundation stones for Nazism and will communism or Nazism be the thing that fights British, uh, not British, European aristocracy uh, and List is put into this battle for the soul of Europe inside Richard Wagner's heart uh, by Ringo Starr the Pope to attempt to cleanse him. Uh, he fails and goes to heaven, but uh, eventually in heaven crashes a spaceship into Earth and frees Earth of Wagner's Nazi influence. That is the plot of... That's what happens in the movie. That's the, the movie's insane. What do you want from me? <laughs> So this is my second Ken Russell film. The first Ken Russell movie I saw was The Devils, one of my favorite films. That is a very a much more normal film, though it is also like on one all the time about a priest who just loves to fuck too much and how it ruins his life. Um, it's really good. If you can see The Devils, run, don't walk, watch The Devils, one of my favorite movies. Um, mm -hmm. This <laughs> this is um, the epitome of 70s cinema to me, which is like a lot of ideas and like a lot of visual flair. And at the end, you're like, I don't know if this is put together with that much like consideration, but I do <laughs> love the ride. <laughs> yes, exactly. The, the part the, when we get Frankenstein, um, Richard Wagner risen from the dead as Hitler mowing down Jewish people with the, like an electric guitar that is also machine gun. I was like, I don't know how far we've come here. I don't know how we ended this morning. <laughs> so, so, so I started watching the movie, and first of all, both of you said you're not going to like this, which so which put me on the back foot. <laughs> I said this. Destiny was like, I don't know. I, I did say. I said to Jackson in a private conversation, "You're. I don't know if you're going to like it." <laughs> yes, you both independently in two different oh, conversations, not, not realizing not it to one. each <laughs> other, told me I wasn't going to like this. So I'm like, "What's going on here?" And it starts. And I'd seen you talk about the penis may maypole thing. Yes, um, <laughs> I did not. I did not talk about the part where it is enormous, uh, ten foot tall, pneumatically bouncing, giant penis. He's riding like a horse. Yeah. So, I, knew women so I, I basically knew it was like weird erotic movie that I probably wouldn't like uh, doing some stupid stuff that was funny. Yes. Um, and so it starts and, I, and I'm basically settled in, oh, I guess, I guess I'm here for like this very heightened Amadeus type thing about the ways rock stars are this, this uh, like representation of pure uh, male ego and like... <laughs> also a class thing but only lightly we're not really gonna get into that i guess uh and then it completely turns the other way and becomes about the fucking battle of the soul for europe <laughs> because the conflict between franz Liszt and richard wagner is actually the like spiritual battle for like world war ii writ large in the history of european culture in the last 200 years and that's what the movie actually cares about after it kind of gets up with the initial stuff about sex mostly Here's i the, was not prepared for the turn it caught me off so hard the thing about this the thing about this is weird to me is that it paints like it, it does want to purport that but it does that through the lens of all of list's works are divine works inspired by the six women he fucked over in his life who all love yes. and adore him <laughs> like it can't yes. get, let go of this very traditionalist view of like the genius man and what that means and how it's a good thing actually even though it comes at great cost um and it's weird because the movie also posits that those exact guys are layabouts who let fascism happen <laughs> yeah i was i was like where, where's this going with this because it um 
with the uh the Amadeus thing, like later maybe, but it's obviously my main comparison point. In that, <laughs> yeah, it's weird because uh, I want to just briefly. Uh, we had talked. Uh, I keep wanting to pick it, but it's three hours long. About um, I want to I want to watch Barry Lyndon for this podcast because neither of you have seen it. And the first half of the movie is like a, a Gonzo Rocky horror version of Barry Lyndon in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, but in in Amadeus, which is what I've seen, I, I like like Mozart in that is not an asshole like he's too he's like mm. a child because he's, yes. he's 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 pure id like there's just no he's not he doesn't think about um salieri he's not being a dick yes. in a way the uh list in this is way more calculating yes uh way more shitty like intentionally it's it's not just like pure well, it's all yeah, the like, child star it, to become a fucking celebrity it's extremely about rock stars and right. the rock star life and how these men are uh neglectful because they set themselves up to fail in these systems where they have to constantly be like ascending and successful uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah it's just it's just very precise at the start about like this is such an asshole and it's not it's he he just sucks he's awful to all the women in his life he's awful yes. to like the guys around him um it's funny because he's like it's it's weird because it's like self-fulfilling assholes because like he's actively he, he, he sees Wagner he's like oh I like your music I'll play it for you I'm not really like everyone around him is like he's not gonna play your music he's a pianist you write operas why would he do that but he, he's willing to like give a guy a shot but his fan base won't let him they want him to play chopsticks <laughs> yes and that whole scene is very interesting and it's like it's doing a lot of stuff who's actually leading it right like yes List is being a dickhead but he also also if he like actually did the, the thing to Wagner uh, all his, the entire audience would leave. Yes, uh, he's he's trapped by the expectations of his fan base and his like patrons, right? And he's trying to balance all those two things while his his actual concern is like which girl he's gonna fuck. Yes. Like, um, and so it, it's talking about all that stuff, uh, and then the pivot to no, actually, like this music does like it takes the fact that his music is serious and important in European culture, um more literally than i expected from the start i thought it was gonna be mostly about how he was like a layabout asshole uh in these weird psychosexual nightmares mm. <laughs> um well, it's weird because the first part of the movie starts positing these wild scenarios that then like crash cut to the the normal version like he's inventing these scenarios in his head to feel his music that aren't real when actually yes. he's just like bouncing between these women who are controlling his life and he's reading it as like these incredible affairs that he can put into his music. But the movie's not about that because it takes such a hard turn in the middle. Mm-hmm. Ringo Starr's the Pope. <laughs> yeah, so so I was like, oh, yeah, there's like interesting stuff about celebrity. It's kind of messy or whatever. And then fucking Ringo Starr comes in to like be like, I understand how hard it is for you to live this double life where you try to try to do good work and also be subject to commercial needs. And it's Ringo Starr in like a monk's robe with an eye patch, like a bedazzled eye patch. <laughs> and then later he appears as the Pope. And he's wearing uh, like he's got Judy Garland on his chest. And, yes, like, his random oh, his his outfit is like where it would be saints is all celebrities. It's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that part's really good. Yeah. Um, and his this whole thing is like I don't mind that you fucked around. You could be like I know you think that it's about the morality of the church. Church don't care. The church cares that you've now spawned a guy who's using your talent to give everyone a bad name because he's really really a Nazi at this point. <laughs> He's you a go vampire. Fix he's also a vampire. Yes, it's incidental, <laughs> but he's also a vampire. <laughs> he's also a comic book fan. <laughs> so, so here's the, so 
Richard Wagner comes in and he like in the middle, like there's a bit where this is just kind of like moping. He like the, the war is on and he doesn't have um, anything really to his name other his music. He's just kind of drinking wine and composing music. And Wagner comes in and it's like, I have another pamphlet um, during his communism bit. And he puts his hand in the camera. Doesn't really linger on it. But I'm like, is that a fucking Superman comic? <laughs> Yep. And it is, yeah, it is because later when he makes his like own version of the Hitler Youth, they all have Wonder Woman logos. The, the W stands for Wagner. <laughs> it's yeah. really funny. They're wearing Superman colors. They have yes. capes. They yeah, yeah. And then like when he makes Siegfried, he looks like Thor. Yes, he looks like comic. He looks like Marvel Thor, uh, played by um, by uh, Rick uh, Wakeman, who composed all the music for the movie. From yes, yeah. That's another musician cameo. Yes. Uh, and that part's like pure Rocky Horror, which is, you know. Yes. Um, I expected him to start singing the Sword of Damocles, like fully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just really, it's really strange how much it goes for this like pop culture blend and kind of like, we we covered Putney Swope for this podcast, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. It reminded me of that in the way, like, it's just swinging at so many targets that it ends up being kind of incoherent, but you're just, like, so taken with, like, people used to have so many ideas. It didn't matter if they all cohered. It was about just, like, putting them all on the goddamn screen. The um, fact, yeah, like, reading the backstory for the production and how, like, they wanted a huger budget, like, the movie just kept going more and more over budget, and, like, in the end, Ken Russell is just like, oh, it didn't really come together because we didn't have enough money. And it's like, <laughs> this movie's actually, like, I don't think it would have worked if it had been more expensive. Well, I mean, it, they would have just been more extravagant. I think it totally is fine. But I don't think more money would have fixed it. I think it would have just been bigger and weirder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's such a strange movie. It just goes from each, each episode so fast. Yes. And this is like uh, the last of a series of movies about composers that Ken Russell had made. And I'm like well, curious to see the... Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, I'm curious to see like the tone of those movies in comparison to this one. Because this one is just so out there. He was meant to do like six of them. Um, but then no one saw this because it's a fucking weird movie about Franz Liszt that's like going from deeply specific European references uh, to like high culture from the 1800s and 1700s uh, and what's going on with like Beethoven and all these composers that you have to know to like really stupid 69 jokes. Like <laughs> the. the uh, mesh of high and low culture is like intentional and good but it does mean no one's gonna fucking watch your movie he, he does have like <laughs> like two rock songs set to classic like silent film montage there's one there's one like uh um like little tramp bit where they're in a cabin and it's when they fall in love and then there's one where the woman's seducing him that is like straight out metropolis like that's what they're doing yes. here. oh it's the russian really... princess yes oh Kraya. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the whole like her whole like <laughs> devil thing is just straight out of uh, Metropolis when mm-hmm. like the robot woman wakes up and does all the evil devil stuff. Yes, um, it's just good. Uh, that that's so it's weird because it's like I was watching this and I was like, I get that this is messy, but it's messy in the way that like I remember just wanting my cinema to like kind of blow my mind when I was younger. Um, 
you know, when he when it gets to the point where the where <laughs> where fucking Ringo Starr is like, you have to go exercise the demon that lives inside Richard Wagner, and then he goes to the castle. He goes to the town like it's a Hammer horror picture, asking people where's Wagner's castle, and every time he says it, they go ooh and run down the street. And then one guy, he like grabs one guy before he can run away, and he points, and it's just a camera left the giant castle that's like right off screen. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny um and then he it's goes really up funny. to it and the guy goes in the door he's like you must leave here and then close the door and he so he like sneaks around the side of the castle and the camera lingers on the castle entrance which is closed no one's looking but he sneaks back into frame to c- climb the trellis is i'm like this is like, this is one of the greatest films ever made clearly uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh it just has like an inventiveness that like i'm really taken with in like my fantastical films it kind of reminded me a bit of like baron munchausen but like grounded in real world stuff in a way that's goofy in comparison mm-hmm. um just in terms of like this is this is an this is an adventure romp that is like trying to be about things in a way that just like obliterates context in a lot of ways. Yes. This is like my favorite flavor of seventies movie where it's just like, yeah, like you said, a lot of ideas, images you can't get anywhere else. <laughs> and just, just the weirdest shit, just the weirdest shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Not- I was watching it thinking, thinking like that, um, uh, every 70s movie is just the best looking movie of all time whether That's it's like true. the grimiest fucking yes. shot for three dollars uh, in a in a city or something like this that's just ludicrous and extravagant it just looks so good yes yeah. really it's true um but it's just it's weird because like i love all that stuff i think the movie <laughs> i think the movie has like moments that are genuine like really clever there's a bit where um what's the what's the what's the woman's name the princess carolyn um there's a bit where she's like oh, the Pope's not going to grant my divorce because he hates me. I guess I'm going to spend the rest of my life writing a 24-volume treatise on why he's terrible. Uh, that's my life sorted. Goodbye. I'm dumping you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the rest of my life. <laughs> and she just rides away as he, like, he jumps off a bridge into the water because he's happy to be free of her at this point. Um, and that stuff's great. When it gets to everyone dies in the, like, in in like you know the rise of hit like mecca hitler basically and in heaven him and all the women he's like fucked up play a song together and they'll go oh you really are a genius and then fuel his giant spaceship organ that's gonna go laser mecca hitler out of existence I'm like this is a bit messy <laughs> i mean i'm enjoying watching the visuals here but what this is saying i don't know if i totally truck with <laughs> right um i mean i don't know how you end this movie i guess yes. you have to end it with uh and then in the afterlife it all worked out. He did fix everything, and Europe's soul was cleansed. That's not really what happened in the world. Don't worry <laughs> not about really it. what happened. Don't worry about it. However, going for it. Uh, <laughs> that that bit where she said, "I'm I'm off to write twenty four volumes of the the inward reasons for the outward weakness of the church, yes, <laughs> or whatever." Uh, it, that that is like, who is this movie for? Who? I don't know who in 1975 is like, that's a real good reference to a, a historical thing. I, you have to know that. You have to know that's a real thing. <laughs> yes. Watching this movie. You just have to know the uh, Princess Carolyn, noble woman in fucking Russia or whatever, wrote uh, 24 volumes about the, how the Pope sucked. That, yes. That's the joke. <laughs> that's, yes. that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite lines in the movie. I also really like the 69 joke she says. Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Tickled me. And then the giant uh, inflatable uh, 
crotch that he like falls into. Yes. It's a lot. <laughs> I think that's my favorite. That whole sequence leading up to the giant erection is probably my favorite part in that movie. Um, I do enjoy that he goes into a room with a bunch of asses that do knockout gas, fart knockout gas at him. <laughs> very silly. It's very silly. Movies used to be so ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> you can do anything in the 70s. You yeah. really fucking could. Um, yeah, like this movie's not super deep, but it is like really evocative. And like, I think it's like trying to say a lot of things. Um, not always well, but like, man, the ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when it gets like, I'm like, man, the 70s just like thought it was fun to talk about like fascism and Nazis and anti-Semitism like casually in a way I'm like, I'm like, I'm not sure I'm happy with all of this. Yeah, it's uncomfortable for uh, somebody in 2022 watching it. In my opinion, yeah. I found that yeah. very uncomfortable. I mean, it's like, it's recent history. It's like a real thing. Yes. Like, I, I don't think this is a particularly tasteful version of it. No. No, it's uh, not. But I, I don't necessarily think that, like, the more buttoned up... I think no. I think a lot of the yes. oppression about it hides a lot of... Like, allows yes. people to get away with shit in, in a modern sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And this movie is, like, decidedly against, like... The, the way in which German nationalism became Nazism, right? Like, it's explicitly about how that was a terrible thing to have happened to everyone involved. Yes. Um, but it does have, like, a big, giant, burly man with, like, a Star of David on his forehead, uh, you know, going around doing, like, clown shit as he, like, mimics raping a bunch of women, right? Oh, that in, was, the, uh... in, the, in the ridiculous, like, this is the, like, show they show all of the, like, new Hitler youth kids about why it's good to get rid of Jewish people. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's really messy, right? Like, there's yeah. stuff going on there, and it's clearly the, the intent is this is the like Nazi imagination of yes. how they like indoctrinate kids into hating Jewish people and how like ideology sustains itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like on its side abstractly, but it's yes. um, it's <laughs> you've 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 also put giant guy with star david doing fake rapes in your fucking silly movie about franz list uh having a giant penis um and so being, a, just being a, a vehicle of the church <laughs> right yeah there's just a lot going on right because he's also on a mission from the pope yeah he's so on a just, mission from god he's on a mission <laughs> from god. star yeah uh just a lot a lot happening that is uh not particularly delicately handled would i but that's not what you come to ken russell for so no yeah that's exactly yeah but after seeing lair of the white worm and remembering i just forgot he directed tommy like i've never seen tommy i need to watch tommy it's full of like it's a very similar movie to this and like it's over the topness and like cr- like wa- wackiness um and well, in- imagery the thing about this, and I, I guess like, I haven't seen Tommy, but like, I, Roger Daltrey is really annoying. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. Uh, I so don't know anything about him, but I do really like him in this movie. I think he's really oh, good. He I think he's great in this movie. I don't really like the <sighs> Who. No, I, um, I, 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 I'm kind of at because like both him and Townsend are both fucking assholes. Everyone hates him. Uh, yeah, I don't uh, know about Townsend's guys. on my shit list, but yeah, I don't really. Adultery. He just this is looks, just British singer lore. He yeah. looks like what if somebody said, "What's the platonic ideal of a '70s rock star?" He's the perfect look. Like he's got that hair, he's got that chin. He's 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 got the perfect look for what they're going for. So it's yeah. like spot on casting, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think he's good in this album. I don't know anything about. I got. I briefly got into the Who because of House, which is a ridiculous reason. It's very funny. That's funny. <laughs> My Who uh, entrance was the movie Rushmore, which had a song from. That's also very funny. In it, and I I really like that one song, but <laughs> not not a big Who fan. The house, a house like uh, rock band and Guitar Hero, is just a vehicle to a lot of like classic rock I otherwise was not exposed to ever. <laughs> I'm podcasting with the least cool people ever. <laughs> I just am not a rock person. I never have been. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> that's not actually a problem. Just a very funny sentence to say. Um, because the bit where he's on his giant piano bed in his giant piano robe in his giant piano house with a giant piano hearth is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. Beautiful. Uh, him and his wife just sniping each other and then like, oh, we actually do like each other because we're both miserable like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this movie's really fun. I had a great time. Uh, even though it's kind of stupid sometimes, it's it's stupid in the right way. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself. Like I said, with Ken Russell, you don't, you know you're just going to get something you'll never see anywhere else and that's mm-hmm. like so much fun. Oh, it's uh, one thing. <laughs> um, there's a bit at the end when Frankenstein Wagner Hitler is mowing down all the Jewish people in the street. Um, they play like a, a noodly electric guitar version of Flight of the Valkyries. And I just am like, I'm like, oh, it's 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 like the song from uh, Boom Boom Rocket <laughs> on Xbox Live Arcade. <laughs> because because this kind of classical music put to terrible noodly electric guitars is just the sound of cheap video games and movies to me it has no context on its own it is just like we don't have enough money for real music so we got public domain stuff and had like a studio musician come in and do something dumb with it and that's why it sounds like this (laughs) uh do we have anything else Mm, i don't think i do Jackson, did we lose Jackson? I was muting my mic because I was sneezing, which is what I meant to do. I, I, I couldn't get to the thing, but like, I'm sneezing. Yeah, fair enough. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I mostly enjoyed the movie. I, I still don't know what, why I was, you were so adamant I was going to, to dislike it. Do I just not like stupid stuff? I feel like I like stupid stuff. I, 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 I think started... my thing, my thing oh, last, I, when I was watching it, I was like, this is just too, too, uh, it's like, the, it's like the Tommy Lee Jones bit about he does not uh, like condone this tomfoolery. That's how I feel you feel about movies. And I that's probably not fair, but because we have this ridiculous bit where you're the realist cinema person, uh, I tend to just be like, oh, Jackson's not going to like something that's like this silly. Yeah. And that's exactly kind of how I felt. I was like, it's just too silly for Jackson. <laughs> It's not, it's not, I love, I love a stupid movie. Um, <laughs> and I know you I feel do. Like, I feel like it's, uh, it's more like, uh, you know, the, my heart is often not as open to, uh, it, I, I'm, you know, that, that French movie I saw and things like that. It's, it's, uh, I'm like, all oh, these emotional movies should be more realist is my annoying stance. Not the movie should be more serious, more generally. <laughs> uh, is I think, if, if my, is my uncharitable, uh, parody of myself. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I actually believe that, but I'm saying if you want to boil me down to a shitty stunt, I think that's that's more accurate, I guess. Okay. Fair enough. But I don't know. 
All right. Well, with that, we're going to go to questions. If you have questions, you can send them to abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, they can be about anything, not, to, not, not just the movie we were talking about. Um, we, uh, like I said, we have a new question of the week prompt, which was, what is your favorite actor turned musician? Uh, we're going to, or sorry, the other way around. Musician turned actor in an acting role. That's what I wanted. I'm tired, as I said. Um, before we get to our answers, I want to read some of the ones we got in. Um, we've got one, uh, Hilver writes in, uh, only noting, um, that the one that struck them was, uh, Rita Ora saying, this is London baby and fast and furious. (laughs) That's so true. That movie's not very good, but, uh, that bit is very funny. Is it? Okay. I don't really remember it. (laughs) Um, and then Tron writes in saying, uh, their favorite is David Bowie and firewalk with me. Um, which I say, so your, I want to make challenges this, to not say that. Yeah, my challenge to myself was not to put David Bowie in the hunger is my obvious answer because it's such an obvious answer. I feel like to me, I um, think he's not very good in Firewalk with me because he can't do the accent, but he's <laughs> you know <laughs> some, of, some of history's really greatest acting roles are people who cannot do the accent. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ringo stars in this movie, sounding like he can't do his own accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how Ringo starts out. That's his normal human voice. You can't say that about him. <laughs> I know, but he does sound like that. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um, well, it's time for everyone to give their answers. Destiny, you get to go last because I yep. know you have the longest list. Jackson, what do you got? Um, so I was, I was looking at the list. I was like, how much do I have? Because I, you know, uh, obviously uh, very, very high on the list. I don't know how much it counts because it's mostly just a, uh, he's not really doing much other than singing, but um, uh, Justin Timberlake uh, in uh, Inside Lillian Davis is incredible. I, I had this on my short list and I was like, I'm just going to leave that one off because he doesn't really do that much, but he is great. He doesn't do that much, but he is great in it. Yeah. Um, and he, he, I guess he's like fine in social network as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like did the actor turn mostly okay? Yeah. I'm not, I'm um, not against seeing Justin Timberlake in a movie. I was like, oh yeah, he's great. Fine. Um, but I, 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 uh, I, I, went, I went to this letter book list with like all musicians and movies and then like clicked off here's the things you've you've seen I'm like damn i haven't actually seen that many uh actor movie turns uh that's definitely my my, my number one there um i i find the fact i don't think it's necessarily uh one of one of the best uh and it's also not cinema but uh the fucking um ice tea and svu <laughs> I, so I almost funny. wrote down uh i i almost had like a special dispensation for like actors who were like not actually or musicians who are not actually good actors but i'm always happy to see them yeah <laughs> I just, yeah well like i was gonna say little steven in the sopranos but that's not a movie i just found ice t and svu charming because svu is mostly a really evil monster show ice t obviously his entire worldview is against everything that that show and that role stands for but no one's like mad at him for doing it for 20 years we all just find it kind of cute because it is i don't know i just just find it funny i was like i was like i really like ice cube and boys in the hood but i don't think he's been good at anything else but every time he shows up i do enjoy him being in things oh yeah i enjoyed him when he was in 21 jump street i don't know he's done he can do funny things Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a good comedic actor I liked yeah. him in Three Kings. He almost made my top five. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that was like a whole thing I like thought about and discarded. I was like, I want to get this. I want to get this short list. I want like two entries, maybe. Uh, what's everyone else got? So I decided. Um, 
one special shout out to Courtney Love whenever she's in something because I just yes. think she's kind of cool, even though I don't have like an obvious pull. Actually, my obvious pull is as a kid, uh, because I had HBO and sometimes you could watch HBO and there'd be boobs on it. I saw The People versus Larry Flint about 300 times and she's in that. She's pretty good in it. She's probably the best part of that movie, honestly. Um, anyway, my two answers here. Uh, obviously, to the point where it's almost cheating, we have Marky Mark and Boogie Nights. The, yes. I, so obviously, I thought about that, and I was like, can, can you actually say Marky Marky? Because he's never been good in the movie ever again. No, like, absolutely ever. not. In fact, he is a negative in every other film he's been in. I, I like, Genuinely, that's universally true, at least in everything I've seen. Yes. I hate him in everything. It, yes. Especially in the first <laughs> I've never seen it. in the first place. Yeah, and he's terrible in it. Okay. Yeah. I just was asking because that's like when I was looking up lists, that was one on that would always make people's lists. And yes. then no, no, no. the other big Bad. one that I feel like I would put on my list that I have not seen is Lady Gaga in A Star is Born. Yeah. Um, I have no Lady Gaga feeling one way or another here. So, yeah. Um, and then my other answer is uh, Janelle Monet in Moonlight, who is oh. great in that. I almost um, yeah, she's great in that. Yes. Um I know she's in some other stuff, but that's the only one that like really like stood out to me. I think she's I mean that Moonlight's Moonlight's one of those movies you're like, man, sometimes the Oscars just get it right. <laughs> yeah. Uh she's gonna be in the Knives Out sequel. Yes, I'm really excited to watch that. <laughs> um, um and that's it, that's it for me, my two answers. Well, special shout out to Tyrese. Yes, I almost did that too. <laughs> like he didn't make my list, but he, I he almost made my list. Um, Special my, shout out to poor, uh, long since past DMX for the one bit in top five where he's oh, yes. one of the greatest scenes of all time in cinema. <laughs> God, I even when my heart is breaking, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Top damn. Five is a really good movie. I I understand people might not like immediately gravitate to it because Rosario Dawson's Turbo canceled, um, but it's really good. It's really funny watch that Rosario like Dawson's the most canceled member of that cast. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Somehow more canceled than Seinfeld. I don't know how she managed that. Uh, I know exactly how she managed that. <laughs> I know exactly how she managed that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So my list. Uh does vincent gallo in buffalo 66 count because i think of vincent gallo as an actor but he has released albums i'm going to let you count it because no one in the rest of the world <laughs> would care about arguing with you on this point <laughs> I the only vincent gallo thing i care about here is the bit in uh two days in new york where uh julie delpy accidentally sells a soul of vincent gallo <laughs> which is one of cinema's best weird jokes for nobody but me <laughs> yeah no that movie's fantastic um uh yeah no, man that... vincent gallo what a fucking dirtbag i hate that guy yeah that guy sucks he's a racist he's oh there... look up vincent gallo if you want a bad time uh but buffalo 66 <laughs> is a great movie and I'm i've not s- seen buffalo 66, I, i'm sorry so. to say that he is great in it um uh-huh. uh barbara streisand and funny girl is like just I forget I she's seen, Barbara Streisand. Yeah, I've not seen that movie. I haven't seen any of the big Barbara Streisand movies on that. Funny Girl is worth your time. Um, my honorable mention that if I was gonna replace Vincent Gallo, it was gonna be Dwight Yoakam and Sling Blade. Never seen Sling Blade. Oh, That's one of those that just feels like it's not worth seeing because uh, everyone just made fun of it my entire childhood. <laughs> that was the reason I sought it out because I was like, I got to get all these jokes. <laughs> it's a good. There's movie. only the one joke. There's the one joke. Oh, I know. 
Um, David Bowie and the Hunger, who's not allowed yeah. to be my number one. Yeah. Um, too obvious. Too obvious. He's so good in it. If you haven't seen The Hunger, they put it back on the Criterion channel. So please give it a watch. Um, Madonna and A League of Their Own. <laughs> I thought about putting Madonna and Dick Tracy where she's not actually that good, but I do love her in it. Um, she is good. She is genuinely good in the League of Rome. League of Rome is a great film. Yeah, she's a genuinely uh, good actress. Not as a good one, but I, every time I think about just musicians and movies, I cannot help but think about when she's in Die Another Day for five seconds for no fucking reason. Tell just, movie, she's just like in mommy it. doming Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cause she's in the fucking uh, sword fight bit. Yeah, she she oh, she weird. shows up. She's like in a tight corset. She fences Pierce Brosnan and then rides out of the film once again. That is bizarre. She but does the she does the really theme song. Movie. She does the really bad theme song that oh, I like way too much song. for the movie. Yeah, that's why she's in the film. Yeah, the uh, song is bad. Oh, we're, I we're have to in the middle of the I... breakdown. She just goes Sigmund Freud. Funniest line. I'm sending you a parody of a song like that. I'm sending you an image of Die Another Day, and you won't believe me that the movie's bad because this image is too powerful. There you go. There's, that's oh what she looks God. like in her scene. Yeah. I love that she's wearing black, and they're all wearing white. Yes. That's very yes. good. It's really um, funny that they're trying to uh, pretend that Rosalind Pike is like this serious, important uh, woman in this movie when she's clearly 13 years old. What the fuck? <laughs> she's a child here. Yeah. Oh, oh, my number one, uh, even though she went through hell, uh, Bjork in Dancer in the Dark. Oh, absolutely. She's so good in that. She's phenomenal in that. It is like upsetting to me that I think she's only done one other movie. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a shame because she's she's just. She's great. Is she oh, is she only done that? And there can't be. It can't be. She's only done two movies. I refuse to believe that's true. As far as I know, filmography. Okay, she's done Juniper Tree, which I haven't seen. Dance in the Dark, which I've seen. Drawing a Straight Nine, which I've seen. That's a fucking. If you want a weird movie, that's we a, started that's a it and never finished it, and I think about it all the time. I saw it at uh, the now now defunct one screen indie theater that just showed weird shit sometimes as one of their midnight movies. And it's like a movie with a visual artist. It's by a visual artist named Matthew Barney. And it's about these like two characters. They're just like, you know, man and woman in the about whaling in Japan. It's probably like turbo orientalist, but I saw it in 2005 or six or whatever, where I was not aware of such things um, as much. Um, Wasn't Bjork with Matthew Barney for like a long yes, time? Yeah. Yes. Okay. But it's specifically about Bjork as like a, a Japanese woman and this white guy and like wailing stuff. And I'm like, none of these people, this is none of these people's lanes. <laughs> um, yeah. She's anyway. a phenomenal actress. And she's in The Northman, which I have not seen. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't oh. think being aware of that would change how much you liked it. It's, as someone who would probably enjoy uh, You Only Live Twice right the second. <laughs> I do enjoy You Only Live Twice. I'd watch You Only Live Twice. Man, I'd watch You Only Live Twice right now. You fucking kidding me? <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. that movie. That movie is that movie incandescently is racist. racist. <laughs> yes. That is one of my favorite Bond themes. Just throwing that out there. Oh, you, we need to watch. We'll watch that one sometime. We, we need to watch Honor Magic Super Service and that one for sure. Because they're okay. bangers. Yeah, I think that was literally where I left off when uh, uh, whatever the podcast was called collapsed. Yeah, Bond I've shown you. I've shown you from Russia Love Destiny, right? No. Oh my god, we need you've not seen from Russia Love Destiny. Oh no, I've, I've not seen any classic. Bond. It's the second best Bond movie, but it's a good Bond movie. It's the best yeah. Bond movie. I'm no. underwater. Honor Magic Secret Service is better than. Uh, 
I, you are not going to agree with me, but I stand here and tell you, Honor Magic Secret Service is a better movie than Frost with Love. Which I'm not going one? to agree with you, but in a way that is like kind of silly because all the things that From Rush with Love does that are good are like 10 times better in the fucking smiley books that I read. Yes. <laughs> Whereas I'm sure that that uh, uh, Magic Secret Service, which I haven't seen, From, from Rush with Love is, is the Andor bond. of Bond movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really is. Man, fucking Goldfinger. That's a terrible movie. That's a fucking bad movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Um, Dance in the Dark's really good. It's probably, despite, like, she went through a bad time. Uh, Lars von Trier is, like, depending on who you ask, I guess, moderately canceled to turbo canceled. Like, I've, I've heard mixed things from other people. I've not been following it. That all happened after I kind of fell out of where people are at in movies and directors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but um, I think that's, like... Probably his most important movie. If you're going to watch one, it should probably be that one. It's up there. I don't know. Dogville. Dogville's weirder and like harder to watch, I think, ultimately. I don't know. I He's somebody I, I kind of want to do a deep dive with, even though. I yeah, I, I've seen off. everything through um, Melancholia and then I fell off. Yeah, I didn't even see that one. So. Which there aren't that much after that. I think it's like I mean I guess I haven't been keeping up, but like I, the next thing I have to watch is Nymphomaniac, and I'm like I don't want to. I don't want to watch those either. I have no interest in them. And Charlotte Gainsbourg, that that's another musician turned actor who's very good. Um, she was like famously Serge Gainsbourg's daughter. And well, yeah, that's the thing this. is like every time I think I'm like she's good in everything I've ever seen her in, but also every time I think about her as a person, I'm like kind of skeeved out about her whole like deal. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know Who, what, what's that deal. I I don't like, know anything she about. She just her. like was extremely like she did a bunch of albums. Like it's like with her dad when she was like a teenager in a way that's like very like what icky. It's icky. Yeah, they, it's got it vibes. Is, they had an album called Lemon Incest. Yes, like, that's what they called the album. That's yes. what they called the album. And like he's like he was famously kind of a skeeve, kind of yucky, and like yeah, they did all these albums together when she was like really like thirteen or something. Uh, and I don't know what to make of it. Oh, no! Oh, no! Yeah. So I don't know what to make of her. Yeah. I'm... You can't teach me these things on a podcast. (laughs) I'm looking at... I'm looking at the cover for this single lemon incest, which is just her lying on a dad's chest. Yeah. This should be... This should be banned! This should be illegal! Ah! I'm screaming. I'm running to the hills. I can't Which do like, this. Well, it's like, if there's something going on there, then like, whatever, she's 13. It's, it's like not on her, right? But it's also, not on her, she's just someone who's know. made her entire career doing like really uncomfortable, like sexual content. And it's like, always, I'm like, what's the deal? It just makes me uncomfortable to like, per- like perceive the possibility space of that. And I hate it. I hate it. Even though I think she's incredible in every movie I've ever seen. Her. Yeah. She's a great actress. I just, yeah. I don't know what to make of her. And yeah, I did talk about her when we record last recorded because I watched one of her most recent movies, and she's good in it. <laughs> well, yeah, like, like I, like I, did we watch Antichrist for a version of this podcast way back when? That yes. was funny. Way, way, way yeah. That one. Yeah. yeah, that was on um, Treasure Ratio. Yeah. Um, if you go back to season one, you can find uh, <laughs> our very ancient episode on Antichrist. No vouching for its quality, <laughs> but I think uh, movie Antichrist is great. Not. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that that's that was my thought on that. That's all. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Dance in the Dark's really good. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite soundtracks as well. That's another. Thing I want to watch. I want to watch that new. I want to watch Rigged Exodus now that it's like coming out and shit. I'm excited. Um, I want to get everyone, the original. Every one of my friends who's like into Twin Peaks and has not watched Rigged, should me. do that. 
I'm mostly I'm mostly talking to Neve here because I think Neve's the one. You know what? I bet Neve's probably seen Riggett. Um, but I'm gonna say I bet Neve's seen Riggett. That seems like a thing that would. um, It's like such a messier version of kind of very similar ideas and attitudes. Um, and they made another. They made they got their own return. It was like six episodes or something. And I bet it's wild. Which is weird because like so much of the cast is dead. I guess that's the same thing as the return. Yeah. Well, the return. Most of the Twin Peaks cast was, I mean, like, you got you got a few real notable holes, but everyone died, like, five minutes after they finished filming The Return. <laughs> that's fair, too. <laughs> was, was the way it went. Yeah, yeah. that's fair, too. Uh, shout out to uh, Klauselin on the uh, Discord, the one person who's always really excited to talk about Rigged Exodus. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll get to it, I promise. At some point I will watch it, because I'm so curious, but I kind of want to revisit Rigged, because I only watched it when I did my... Lars went to deep dive 10 years ago when I was writing about movies instead of doing video games and podcasts. Um. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a minute. I watched it all when you could get, when Netflix had a disc plan. That's when I saw it. Yeah. Uh, so That's I, definitely, that's when I was watching it too. Yeah, for sure. But it is 90s television weirdness. It is very, very weird. Yeah. Um. Questions. That was like, yeah, I guess we can get our questions. That was good. It was a good idea. I was right. <laughs> all right question time uh Hilver writes in how do you feel about director duos do you feel differently if they're related i don't <laughs> i don't have an opinion <laughs> on this aside from i really like the coens like <laughs> i think i think it i think it only matters when they stop doing movies as a duo and like split up outside of that who cares <laughs> i don't know who directs movies in the first place uh like well, you've got lana and lily wachowski no but I'm, i mean like they're just oh. names they are just na- like in the auteur theory inception they are just names that i apply to a like, construction of an author yes right yes mm-hmm. so so like what they're called in their names doesn't actually really make a difference to how i perceive them it's not until those become con- constituent parts of other things yeah. that i can actually perceive the difference yeah, it's only it's only when one of them does something and the other doesn't you're like oh this one's weird in like these ways but then they have to like it's like is that just a one-off is it just weird only because you're looking for differences like it just you can go you can go nuts trying to think about it (laughs) i guess i just don't think about it neville dina taylor should make another movie yeah she made crank three specifically (laughs) (laughs) that's true chef chalias has returned oh my god um uh, Modern writes in, uh, my dad used to be the editor of a local newspaper, so he got invited to a lot of events and would sometimes invite me along. Uh, one of these events, the local movie theater announced they're getting an IMAX screen. One of the higher ups from the theater team was there. My dad, for some reason, asked her if he could send some stuff, if she could send some stuff for me. I don't know what he was expecting to receive. And I think she didn't realize that it was a kid to talk about. So a few weeks later, I got a package in the mail. Well, it appears to be a collection of random shit they had around the office. The package included one, a light, a child-sized baseball cap with a Dolby logo on it. Oh, worth pointing out, this movie we watched was the first Dolby sound film, which is very funny to me. Yes. Um, two, a nylon drawstring bag with WB's summer 2008 lineup. The Dark Knight, Speed Racer, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, the movie, uh, and The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2. <laughs> <laughs> all right rank them well we actually haven't seen the traveling pants too so we can't i have not seen I've yes seen i have not seen one that. i've never seen the second uh, one <laughs> speed racer um clone wars, wars movie clone wars dark knight <laughs> That's uh, easy. probably probably sister of the traveling pants too and then the dark knight the box. i you know what? would I'll, rather I'll, watch I'll the dark knight than clone wars i i hate clone wars <laughs> uh you've not seen clone wars the movie i haven't okay no you then... see attack of clones you were mistaking oh, these God, okay yeah I'm, I'm totally mixing them up 
The Star no, Wars The Clone CG Wars the movie. movie is the pilot film of the TV show The Clone Wars. The first three episodes jammed together in a movie. It's okay. It's it's okay. It's middling. It's, fine. it's, it's, middling, it's yes. middling at most. But it's I bet I bet Sister of the Traveling Pants Two is better than Clone Wars the movie. <laughs> you know what? You're probably right. You're yeah. probably right. So let's put it in second place. But let's yeah. speed racer. Um, a Blu-ray copy of Oculus 2013, a horror movie by <laughs> Evil Oh. A replica prop from John Carter. I need you to write in and tell me what the prop was, please. Thank you. I love John Carter. I think it's a great film. Um, and five, a blank notebook slash diary from a press kit for the Monuments Men. What the fuck is the Monuments Men? The Monuments I'm... Men is George Clooney directed 2012 uh, heist World War II movie. I don't what? know why it is. I've never seen it. I, how did I? It. How did I not see? I'm. This one was been. Oh, it's 2014. This is when I was oh, falling 2014. out of Okay, you know that's okay. slight. That, this is that, why that, I did that, not see this. I was like, how have I not seen this? For M. That's why I yes. didn't. You tell me, John George Clooney and Matt Damon are in a movie together. It's 2014. Of course, I didn't see it. I, was so, I, I think I watched like two movies in all of 2014. Yeah, it's an art heist movie in World War II, directed Incredible. by Clooney for some reason. I don't know. John Goodman's in it. George Clooney's in it. Matt Damon's in it, and then Bill Murray's in it. That's a cast. Yeah. Oh, check that out. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. Yeah, tell me what the prop from John Connor is, please. Uh, my question, if you ever encountered any weird merch for a movie or any other form of media, the thing is, I feel like movies always have this kind of weird fucking merch. I feel this way about, like, collectible cups. I'm always like, who need, who wants this? Who's the person who's like, oh, I really need the, like, six six different collectible cups for this blockbuster from the 90s? They still probably do that. I know they still do, like, Marvel big giant cups or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, I have a friend that collects the Marvel cups. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they know who they are. Not um, listening to this podcast. I know who they are. They're not listening to this podcast. No, no, they are not. <laughs> I would love, like, I remember having, was it jam jars for, like, the Ninja Turtle movies or something? Like, this Ninja this falls Turtles under collectible class? cups for me. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Oh, I would have loved to have that shit. Like, remember the Jurassic Park watches that Burger King did? No. Oh, I, I wish I had one. It was like a T-Rex eye. It was a cool watch. Um. <laughs> no, I I feel like movies probably still. The thing is, this just got subsumed into like the like nerd collector. Like, I, they don't do like loot crate anymore, but like the Funko Pop market, right? Right. Uh, which you know sucks. I read somewhere they're selling the puzzle box from Hellraiser is a kid's toy in some store. Uh, my one of these, I'm going to put the picture in the chat here. Um, I had the Mr. Freeze one of these mugs from Batman and Robin, classic Ooh. 90s film. Uh, these terrifying. are actually like nice ceramic mugs. They just look at, you wouldn't want to drink out of this. It's very awkward shape. I want the Batman one. <laughs> these, e these are evil. These are evil things. <laughs> <laughs> these objects possess darkness. I don't, I don't like the look of them. Apparently, apparently, there's Batman Forever ones which are not as nice and uh, look even more horrifying. Oh no! Oh, oh, oh! I hate all this. I don't like anything. <laughs> I do. Right I do now. want this grimacing Jim Carrey as the Riddler mug. Actually, that I think is, this is very funny to me. Yes, I'm trying to find a picture of the Jurassic Park watches because they were like very ridiculous. Oh, oh my God! I, you know what? They did make ceramic ones. Look at these awful handles. No one would ever want to use. No! <laughs> oh, I'd love to put my my hand through like two different. Hey, what's going on with the Robin mug? Why'd you even put your fucking thumb through that? I don't know. It, the, <laughs> the like handle is like a, in the shape of the like Robin R, so it's just like a bunch of lines. Yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. 
Uh, I don't have a grasp of this. I feel like I just don't. Oh, I, these I Lost World watches are out of control. Oh my god. Yeah, I had the middle one with the eye. I don't know if I'm just too young or what, because like when I was when I was a kid, there was like you can buy action figures for the movie or whatever. Uh, but I never got like weird merch. I don't know. I just never went down this hole. And it might be it like might like, be a combination of British. I feel like this is a British very also, American yeah. thing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there was still merch in the UK, but yes, I bet yeah. any like main campaigns are. Uh, yeah. Also, the '90s, which you were not as alive for as we were. Yes. No, I would consider me to start being aware of like movie merch when Spider Man comes out. <laughs> yeah, just a different um, era. Nine Eleven had already happened by then. Yeah, uh, and obviously after after the terrorist attacks, we lost uh, the Jurassic Park watches, famously. <laughs> um, Rick writes in, "What's the movie you've seen with the most wretched vibes?" Feel free to take vibes however you want. For me, that movie is Star 80, which is a fictionalized telling of the life and death of Dorothy Stratton. Who's Dorothy Stratton, Dusty? Do you know who this Dorothy is? Stratton was... Um... Wait, Dusty, do you know who this probably dead person is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. She... Am I right? Did you know who it was? Uh, Yeah, hold on. Okay. I want to make sure I get it, her story right, because it's a sad one, and I don't want to do wrong by it. But oh, she, yeah, she was, Wikipedia. A, she was a Playboy playmate who was... Uh, married to this guy Paul Snyder, and he ended up shooting her um, when she was 20 years old. Uh, they were estranged, and he was abusive, and there was a whole thing. And like her thing, um, Star 80, um, P- she she dated Peter Bogdanovich. Um, oh. Like she ha- was having an affair with him. And um, hold on, let me pull up Star 80 really quick. Now, Star Bob 80 Fosse film. Yeah, it was a Bob Fosse movie about her death. And it's just kind of um, kind of yucky as, as far as I know. I don't the, like they filmed it in the same house where the actual murder suicide happened. That's and gross. Hugh Hefner sued the producers and like, uh, yeah, it, it's like a weird, it's weird Cliff, Cliff Robertson plays Hugh Hefner in that movie that's ridiculous casting to me oh wow that is weird casting Cliff Robertson from uh what's that movie um Charlie <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess you're right but I think of like the 8,000 other movies where he's just a character actor in before I think of Charlie <laughs> Uncle Ben original Uncle Uncle if anyone listening to this podcast that isn't us or like the ornate stairwells crew is gonna be like oh Uncle Ben I have a fondness for Charlie. I don't know. I, I really liked Flowers for Algernon growing up. I It's probably riddled with problems now that I think about it. But I was a young person. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Movie with the most wretched vibes. So I've talked about like uh, Serbian film Fish too many time. times on this one. That one's really obvious. I think... Um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's a big easy get Oh, for me. God, it really fucking is, man. Yeah, it's like Do you see him going around the other day being like, uh, it's my greatest like, film. Yes, Tarantino doesn't. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Not even close. <laughs> you made, you made a bunch of cool films. He also did. <laughs> I'll bring up the other Tarantino thing. He said. He said the only Marvel movie he'd want to make is a Howling Commandos movie. I was like, of but he you made would. it already. Yeah, he did that. You <laughs> 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 already made that. It's, you he just he just overdubs that. it with like Marvel dialogue <laughs> and puts it out again. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. Everyone likes yeah, it. Why would you far. do it again? It's it's okay. It's good. I'm not anti it. I came around more and rewatched my last rewatch. 
I, not enough to ever do another rewatch to reevaluate it. I'm probably done rewatching Tarantino movies. Um, is, is it allowed to be a movie I've never seen? Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you answer everything. The want. vibes are too bad. What's that? Oh, the movie that I don't want to see because everything I hear about the production is Last Tango in Paris. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a fair one. Yeah, I'm just like Ooh. you're totally allowed. Ooh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I felt this. I felt this way um, about uh, Cannibal Holocaust. That movie's like, eh. boring as shit. Yeah, I was like, this is this is too boring to be as gross as it is. <laughs> yeah, it's boring. It's kind of racist. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, wretched vibes movies. Uh, Transformers Four. <laughs> oh my god, Transformers Four. Genuinely, one of the most wretched vibes films, and especially like coming out of like major Hollywood studio. Usually, the re- those kind of wretched vibes are sanded off of production, but. Michael Bay gets to do what he wants. <laughs> no, he gets to put that like all the way on the screen. Yeah. Um. And then we had uh, questions from Tron. Let's see here. Uh, which favorite song in this movie? Oh. Um, I like the song at the end. The the spaceship song. Uh huh. I enjoyed the Charlie Chaplin love sequence. That's probably my favorite. I think this movie could use more songs. I'll be honest. Oh with yeah, you. it was a little lacking in the song department. Yeah. I think. I and I get it. You're turning. Music. You're trying to turn like classical compositions into like big rock opera songs, not the easy like musicals. It's just not the easiest thing in the world. I understand no. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgiven. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite shot in the movie? I think I had mine where you approached the castle. That was my favorite. I thought that whole bit was really funny. I thought that was hilarious. I loved him falling into that vagina. I don't know what it was oh, about that's it. Probably yours. It yeah, was the big very funny one. Yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. Oh, oh, we have a package. Every single time, I'm like, "Why is your thing the Mission Impossible thing?" <laughs> <laughs> Every time, it's like, "Favorite shot?" I don't, I don't know, like a single, single shot. I think the movie looks great. I wasn't cataloging. Best shots in my mind. Well, unfortunately, you need to vamp a little more until Destiny gets back. I need to so. vamp a little more until Destiny gets back with the package. Yeah. That's so true. I think somebody opened the door for them because okay. I heard them put the package down by our door. Okay, nice. So I didn't actually get up. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, Jackson punted and didn't actually answer still, the goddamn question. I still don't question. have a fucking like a coward. shot. Like it's okay if you uh, don't have one. Like, it's, I do no, like it's not. Op- <laughs> <laughs> I, I do really like the opening bit where the fucking ridiculous uh, French Duke comes in or whatever, uh, and he has the sword fight with like the shadow on the wall where he's just like doing a fucking dick jerk off motion with the candlestick oh, or whatever right, he finds yes. on the floor. It's really dumb. That was also one of the dumbest songs because it's like it. Be- it's before the movie's really begun, and it's before yes. you've settled into it, and yeah. it's just doing a weird, like, now Franz is dumb, 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 and he did the same thing. And I'm like, what? what like that happening? Duke of very... Hazard, very, right. like, yeah. Yeah. And th- that doesn't come back in the rest of the movie. It's not like a going motif. They just do it for the opening scene, the very disorienting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, what sort of music would you compose if you could make music? I would make ambient, like, Cocteau Twinsy, Brian eno uh just i knew this about you i knew this about you real ridiculous music <laughs> with guitars 
<laughs> yes. Jackson. I, I was in a bad punk band. What do you want from me? Yeah, that's fair. I guess, no, we all know what music Jackson would make. Um, I, I would just make, like, what if Aqua kept going? That's what I want. That's what I want in my heart. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's the uh, best music there is. Just very bad, <laughs> like, Euro pop. <laughs> um, Euro pop is one of the things that I think of a lot when growing up as when I listen to it, when I was four, I just assumed it was eternal. <laughs> <laughs> it is eternal, it was... but not in the way you mean when you say that. <laughs> no, but I did. I you just sometimes you just don't realize that you're living in like a very singular moment. Yes, yes, absolutely. And the song "Blue Abadie Abadie" is is that to me? It's like like that was so. Oh. <laughs> um, we're about to get into plugs. We recently did a Your Uncle's Beach House Star random podcast about like things our patrons tell us to do winding down that part but we, we do just do random stuff on that one we recently did an episode on scott pilgrim the movie and the comics which the, the comics are really good the movie holds up more than i thought it would which is nice um you should listen to that um it's you just go to normalmapping.com but there is a great bit in the original in like the back matter where brian Lee o'malley was like uh <laughs> we grew, we were growing up in the 90s but we didn't know it at the time which is in just a perfect it was obvious. <laughs> in it was obvious which is a perfect encapsulation of what it is to be a child yeah. <laughs> uh god absolutely that's pretty good that's pretty good um yeah all right so um next time our question of the week is what is your favorite movie in which an actor plays more than one character and that is because our movie the next week is uh everything everywhere all at once is that the actual name of that i believe so. I, yeah i did i was going off the top of my head you did good yes. good um the 2022 film i was like well destiny picked something that probably very few of our listenership is going to seek out even though that's really good. You should do that. Uh, I'm going to pick something that's got a big crowd pleaser that everyone's already seen, but none of us. I'm excited. I've heard nothing but good things about this movie. I have heard conflicting things. So I'm curious how I'll <laughs> Nothing about. but bad things from my friends. Oh, really? <laughs> I've heard, I've heard I some like good things from my friends, and I've heard some bad things from my friends. Every so. single friend of mine who's seen it, and regard, like, I don't really trust my friends' movies' opinions. Like, that's kind of <laughs> my, fr- my friends all know that I'm ridiculous. So, But they all liked it, and the things that they said I feel like would resonate with me. So I think I'm really, I'm, I expect to like it. Also, as a little bonus, because it's almost inescapable, me and Destiny are going to make every conceivable effort to finally watch Jet Li's The One before we record this. Yes! Fuck! That's a way better movie! (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen everything everywhere all at once, but I will fucking... I don't know. I will do something. Bet if I... uh, (laughs) Insert bet here. If Jet Li's The One is not better than everything everywhere all at once. Um... So that'll be fun. Um, that that's it. Uh, plugs destiny at fridge buzz now on you know Twitter and m- most places online. And my other podcast, Battling Girls, will record someday. We were <laughs> we went on hiatus, but we're coming back. You can find that on abnormalmapping.com slash badland girls. Jackson. You can find me at Headfalls Off on the internet in places. To, we'll see where. Hopefully Twitter's still there. Um, I guess this is coming out in two days, so it'll still be around, unless the World Cup kills God, it. There, I, there, hopefully Twitter does not crash before Monday, but you know we post the podcast on co-host also. So. Yes. Uh, 
And you can find any other podcast at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, there's a whole, so many podcasts, so many podcasts that we do. You can find me on Twitter and Coast at EM underscore Bing. You can support all of our shows at patreon.com slash normalmapping. Um, you get free, no, they're not free, they're premium. You get podcasts for supporting us. Uh, Great Gundam Project continues as always. Uh, we're wrapping up our season very soon on SD Gundam Force and Digimon Tamers. Look forward to that. For $5, you get blockbusters. Like I said, we recently did uh, uh, Knives Out. We're about to do, what's the next movie we're doing? Oh, uh, Saturday Night Fever, right? That's what we're doing. I believe so. Which neither of us have seen. That'll be fun. Um, and $10, you get blockbusters where we mostly talk about video games right now, but there's movie stuff in there. If you go and listen to blockbusters, block or no, VoIP Life. Uh, blockbusters is also movies. Don't get me wrong. Um, this is a mess. Anyway, I have a new <laughs> podcast that I would like people to listen to. It's called Around the Long Fire. Me and my friend Neve, who's on Ornate Stairwells. You should check out Ornate Stairwells. It's uh, exportodd.io. Um, every week we're, we're reading Icelandic sagas uh, together. Uh, and then we do a little bit of chat at the end. It's, it's becoming half book club, half goofing off, uh, which is great. Um, we just finished Volsunga Saga and we're taking a week break. But then we're coming back with some more stuff, which I don't remember the name of right now because it's, it's in Icelandic. So <laughs> I'd have to yes. look at it and think about it. I'm not going to do either of those things. Um, but it's at abnormalmapping.com slash longfire. Um, also, if you're listening to this and you're not in our Discord, uh, go to abnormalmapping.com. Uh, there's a Discord. Uh, it's You don't have to be a patron to get in. You can just go. Um, you know, we have a small but relatively regular community. It's pretty chill. Uh, please be normal. But movie talks always appreciated. Um, and, you know, if Twitter goes away, that's a reliable place to find us. So not every podcast gets a Discord plug, but uh, I trust all of the movie people to be normal. <laughs> yeah, we don't this is the only time on I'll the... ever say that, only in this context. <laughs> We don't usually plug the Discord on a, a normal mapping or a Gundam. I would do it on normal mapping. I would not do it on Gundam. But the people on Gundam are the ones that pay. And normal more people listen. And yet, and yet. <laughs> anyway, I, the, we got enough anime fans. We don't need more anime fans. <laughs> Apologies to all the need anime more fans French listening movie to this podcast. Fans. Need more fucking... yeah, if you love French film, <laughs> come in and please defend me against everyone else. Uh, like the last thing the world needs is another Yakuza film. They're right. You're right. You should say it. It's true. <laughs> anyway, we'll be back in two weeks. Until next time, movies. Now more than ever. Don't expect to like them. Boom. That's it.